We turn our hearts now to scripture and sermon. And in these days uh, after Easter, we continue with uh, a story from Acts of the Apostles. Where is Jesus? That's the question for today. Where is Jesus? A certain Sunday school teacher asked this question to the boys and girls in her Sunday morning class, where's Jesus? And as soon as she said it, several children raised their hand. The first little boy said, where's Jesus? He said, Jesus is in heaven. And the teacher said, great, that's a good answer. Then another child, with her hand raised, responded, Jesus is in my heart. And the teacher also commended that answer. There was another child who had her hand up, and so the teacher called on her. Okay, where is Jesus? And the little girl responded, Jesus is in the bathroom. Well, all the people in the room, including the teacher, had this puzzled look on their face and the teacher asked the little girl, what do you mean? What do you mean Jesus is in the bathroom? And the little girl said, well, every morning my father bangs on the door and says, Jesus, when are you coming out of the bathroom? Where is Jesus? Listen now to the story from the first chapter of Acts. So when they, the disciples, had come together, they asked him, Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This little story in chapter one of Acts wants to help us with that very important question, where is Jesus? Most of us think in spatial and graphic terms. And in these verses, we have a vivid image that wants to make a lasting and significant point. Jesus, who was born of a woman, who appeared in the flesh, who walked the earth, talked to his friends, related to strangers, lived and loved Jesus was a real person. Jesus helped people. Jesus healed people in and around the region of Galilee. He was a teacher. He was a spirit person. He was remembered for his 
kind ways and his miracles. He was also crucified. He died on a cross in Jerusalem. But this Jesus was not just a kind human being. He wasn't just a good teacher, a man of his time. He was a person of all time, a person for every time. While Jesus was a great person, a healer, a teacher, Jesus was somehow in some unique way also, also of God, even fully God, we say. The Nicene Creed, you may recall, says it like this. Jesus was the only Son of God, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Or as John's Gospel puts it, and you've heard this, he was the Word made flesh. So we have Jesus, the Galilean Jew, and Jesus as the face and the essence of God. We have Jesus, the the one who said certain things and did certain things, who lived and loved, who helped and healed in the first century. And we have Jesus, light of light, hope of the world, who lives and reigns forever and ever. We have the person who walked the roads of Nazareth and Cana and Capernaum and Jerusalem. And we have the Lord of life, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last and the living one. Because I live, you also shall live, says the Lord. This little story of the ascension in Acts 1 helps us to grasp how the earthly Jesus becomes the Lord of life. The ascension with this depiction of Jesus lifted up into the clouds as the disciples watched, and who knows how it really happened. This story of the ascension intends to be the linchpin, the hinge between the earthly life of Jesus and the forever rule and reign of Jesus. Here's what the New Presbyterian Catechism says about the ascension of Jesus The ascension of Jesus means that Jesus Christ is risen to rule the world as its loving Lord. The ascension means that Jesus is present with us at all times and in all places in his loving power. The ascension then affirms for us that The earthly life of Jesus is over, but his presence with us is forever. The ascension reminds us that Jesus, the person, cannot be with us physically, literally, but Jesus, who lives and reigns as Lord of life and light, can and will be always in our midst with his presence, with his promises, with his purposes, always, forever, and everywhere. I love the way St. Augustine puts it. You ascended before our eyes, and we turned away grieving, but only to find you again in our hearts. 
It's beautiful. So where's Jesus? This story in Acts shows us that Jesus is gone in physical presence, but reigning forever in God's almighty plan and purposes. The book of Acts, all the chapters that follow from this chapter one, show the disciples fully inspired, fully empowered, fully enthused by Jesus and Jesus' spirit to carry on the important work that they saw, that they witnessed in Jesus, the work of God helping, healing, bringing about the reign of God in the world. The book of Acts is all about that. Disciples empowered, enthused by the spirit of Jesus who's absolutely with them every step of the way. Where is Jesus? No longer just the teacher with some good stories and parables that help us see God, but present everywhere, everywhere in the faces of everyone that we meet. Where is Jesus? Not just in first century Palestine, not just an interesting historical figure that intrigues us, but a present and powerful reality. Jesus, the light of life, the Lord of all. Jesus is there in every moment where love and light are shared and certainly in the midst of the hard moments that come our way when our hearts ache and crisis overwhelm us. Every Monday around noon in this church, as Kate reminded us last week, we ring the bells in this church tower here in downtown Richmond. We ring the bells a certain number of times. One bell for every person killed this year by gun violence. Different church members have come down to ring these bells. These bells ring out and this past Monday the bells rung 15 times and that's just the number of official deaths by gun violence according to the police there are always more unconfirmed deaths by gun violence so the official number always lags the real count we ring these bells every Monday to affirm that while deaths by gun violence are atrocious and unacceptable, we also know that Jesus is Lord of life and Jesus has the last word even over gun violence. Jesus, the one who rules and reigns, is with the families of gun violence victims and Jesus, Lord of life, keeps calling us to work for a better world, a world of peace and wholeness where gun violence no longer snatches our loved ones from us, where gun violence no longer threatens the very preciousness of life. In these days, we grieve again the warfare, the rockets, the tensions, the fear that plague Israel and Palestine. Where is Jesus? Well, Jesus is certainly grieving the devastation and the death in that familiar region. And Jesus keeps calling all of us, 
Jews, Christians, Muslims, all of us, of every race and clan to work for peace, to see Christ in the face of the other, to build a world of God's shalom. In these days, we keep dealing with this difficult pandemic. We've been dealing with it for so long. And, and through this year, a new word has gained traction. Maybe you've heard it. Languishing. According to a recent article in the New York Times, languishing is a mental health state that isn't burnout. There's more energy than that. And it's not depression because one still has hope when one is languishing. Life through the pandemic just feels somewhat joyless and aimless. And as the author writes, languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. Languishing, a good term for the past year and more, surely makes us wonder, where is Jesus? Where's Jesus? Well, the story of the ascension reaffirms for us the truth. Jesus may not be with us in person, in space, in time, but Jesus is always present in our hearts, active in the world, bringing about God's purposes in and around us, with us and through us and even in spite of us, always and forever. Jesus is ruling and reigning. Jesus is Lord of life, light of all, hope of the world. And friends, that changes everything. This powerful, life-changing promise of God's presence that surrounds us, that goes with us, ahead of us, behind us, changes everything about us, it's not really new. It's not a new message. Think back with me to the early books of the Bible, especially the, the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus begins with a story about slaves God's beloved people were really struggling at the beginning of Exodus. Their enslavement began at the end of the book of Genesis. They were slaves in Egypt. Out of their slavery, their cry rose up to God, and God heard their cry, and God responded. It says God heard their groaning. God remembered the covenant that he had made with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And God called Moses to confront Pharaoh and lead the people out of slavery. Slavery. There's that wonderful scene of God appearing in a burning bush before Moses and calling Moses to this important work of setting God's people free from slavery. And Moses retorts, who am I? that I should do this job. And God says, I will be with you. And Moses says, what's the divine name? And God says, I am. Or God's response, because the Hebrew is very enigmatic, is sometimes rendered, 
I am who I am. I am who I am. That important message to Moses facing the daunting task of confronting Pharaoh and leading the people out of Egypt and the important message to the disciples in Acts thinking about life without the physical presence of their Lord is very very similar God goes with us God will outlast every threat and every challenge God is present and always in every situation at work our lives belong to God Our lives are intended to be aligned always with God's purposes in the world for healing, for hope, for goodness, for love, for justice, for joy. So where's Jesus? Always and everywhere present, especially when we can trust our lives to God's good care, especially He's present when goodness overcomes evil, when hope overcomes despair, when light chases away darkness, when love grows and flows to bring about God's grand purposes of peace and healing near and far. And because Jesus is always and everywhere present, our lives always seek to be about following Jesus loving like Jesus loved, serving like Jesus served, working for healing and shalom like Jesus. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we wonder when you might redeem the world and you say it's not time, but you keep calling us in commitment, in faith, And you keep empowering us with your spirit, promising that you're with us. So we keep going with commitment and devotion, seeking to follow Jesus Christ, our Lord. Go with us, guide us, and bless us. In Christ's name, amen.